Hey friends, so today's episode, I wasn't able to make it through without crying. I'm going back to the beginning, the first days, weeks, and months after I lost Sam, and I'm going to share with you some things that helped me get through. I know it doesn't feel like there's another side, but I wanted to come on here as a mama who's on the other side to look back and to you and say, I made it through the valley and you will too. I pray this episode blesses you. Hi, my sweet friend. Welcome to Unlocking Joy After Grief. My name's Courtney, wife, mom of six kiddos, one in heaven waiting for us. And that's why I'm here. I know how you feel, that all-consuming pain and grief, the sleepless nights wrestling with the question why. That's exactly how I felt when we lost our four-year-old Sam, and it's my joy to share with you everything this journey has taught me. So if you're ready for biblical encouragement, first-hand lessons, and support from a fellow grieving mama, then let's lace up our shoes and begin walking this road together. Hi, sweet mama. I know what you're going through. That pain and that heartache that you're feeling, it doesn't feel like you're going to be able to make it through. It's all-consuming. You can't see beyond the pain. You're about to walk a road that is so very hard, and no one should have to walk. No one should have to bury their child. It's just not right. It's not the way it's supposed to be. And I know it doesn't feel like you're going to make it. How? How can you make it? How can you live in a world where your child isn't anymore? When we lost Sam, I felt all of that. I didn't think that there was another side to the pain. I didn't think that I would be able to laugh again. I didn't think I'd be able to smile again or feel joy or happiness ever again. Because the pain that was overtaking my mind and my heart was just too much. My heart was shattered into pieces all over the floor. And I didn't think it would ever be whole again. What helped me was talking to other mamas who had walked the same road that I had walked. And were on the other side of it. Because that gave me hope. Hope that there was another side. Because when you just lose your child, you cannot see the other side. You can't see the other side of the pain. And so for me to talk to mamas who were on the other side gave me hope that one day maybe I could find that other side. The other side to the pain. And so that's why I wanted to record this episode today. To give you one of the most powerful things that you can have, and that's hope. Hope that no matter how deep the pain is right now, that there is another side. I'm going to talk through a few things that kind of helped me get through those first few days and weeks and months after losing Sam. But I just want to tell you, I none of it made it completely go away. None of these things that I'm telling you made all the pain 
instantly disappear. It's That's impossible. Even now, at the time of this recording, we're coming up on six years of having lost Sam. And the pain sometimes still hits me. And it'll be like that for the rest of my life until I can see Sam again. So the things that I'm going to tell you are not like a miracle pill or something that you can take to make all the pain go away because my sweet mama, it just, it won't. And I'm sorry. I know, I know how hard it is, but these things did help me. They helped me get through, get through those hard first days and weeks without my Sam. And so my prayer today is that you'll be able to find something in what I say that will help you get through the next moment and the next moment until you can look back and see that you're now on the other side of that all-consuming pain and it's not as all-consuming as it once was. So the first thing I wanted to talk to y'all about is realizing that you're not strong enough. And I know you're probably like, I feel that, Courtney. I know I'm not strong enough. But the, the thing about realizing that is that you realize you can't carry this on your own. Realizing that you're not strong enough will allow you to fully accept where your strength is going to come from. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then at the end of verse 10, it says, When I'm weak, then I am strong. So there's a good thing. That's a good thing that you're weak and that you can't carry it because that means he can step in and he can be your strength. He can be the strength that you don't have. Losing a child is a weight that you can't carry by yourself. You cannot do it. But the good news is you don't have to. Because when you're weak, he's strong. And that actually leads me to the next thing that I want to talk to y'all about. And that's letting him carry you and take those heavy burdens off of you. My friends, he is strong enough to carry the brokenness, and the heaviness that sits on you. I know how it feels. It settles in on your chest like a weight. Just that realization, every time that you, that realization that your your son or your daughter's not here anymore, and it sits heavy on your chest. I know that heaviness. I have felt that heaviness. But I've also felt it when he took it off of me. So every time that, that heaviness settles in on your chest. Ask him to take it from you and he will, friends. Oh, he will. He's so good and he's so faithful. Psalm 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and I have never felt that verse like I felt after I lost Sam. He was right there. Every single moment, every single breath, he was right there with me, carrying me at a time that I could not have carried myself. Every time I asked him, he lifted that heaviness off of me and gave me his peace instead. A peace that did not make sense. I should not have felt that peace, but he gave it to me. I asked and he took that heaviness every single time. His strength is never ending. 
No matter how many times you come to him and ask him to remove that heavy burden and carry it for you, he will do it every single time. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Y'all, I lived those verses. All you who are weary and burdened, if that's you, if you're weary and burdened, then this verse is for you. You can claim this promise. He will remove that heaviness from you and give you his yoke and his burden, which is easy and light. And y'all, y'all might have to do it like a hundred times a day because that's how many times that heaviness will come back on you but he will take it every single time. So the next thing I want to talk about is don't be afraid to seek help. Yes, God is there and he's faithful. He'll lift those heavy burdens off of you. He'll carry you every step of the way, but sometimes you need help and that's okay. It's okay to reach out for help. You know why? Because this grief that we're having to carry and walk through is the hardest thing anyone will ever have to go through. This grief is so deep. There's no way you can do it on your own. God is there for you. He's there to carry you every time you ask, lifting those heavy burdens, giving you a peace that doesn't make sense. But sometimes you need other help too, and that's okay. This can look like your church family. My church family, when we lost Sam, helped me so much. They were there for me, lifting me up in prayer when I could not pray for myself mentally. I had no words. I could not pray. I was just like surviving. I was just living. There was no way I could have prayed for myself. But I didn't have to because my church family was there to lift me and my family up. They were there to help with the funeral. They helped put things together for me that day. So my pastor's wife, she would just text me, text me yes or no questions. And that was all I had the like mental capacity to do. But that was all I had to do. They took care of everything else. So if you have a local church family, lean in on them for support. Take their help. Say yes anytime they ask for anything. You know, I had people come and clean my house. I had uh, uh, food, meals were brought to me. People reached out to me offering all kinds of help. And I said yes to it all. So if you have a local church family, really lean in on them for their support. If you don't have a church family, find a church that offers like a grieving small group. And I know they'll let you come, like even if you're not a member at their church. And this will be with other grieving uh, moms or spouses, um, people who are walking this grieving road too, and really get plugged in there. Even like I said, even if it's not your church, just go. And I know that they will let you uh, come and help you get through these first early weeks and months and years Um, that you're having to figure all this out, people that have been on the other side. There's a Facebook group that I became a part of right after we lost Sam that has 
been so helpful and so encouraging, giving me hope and peace through all the Facebook posts. It's a Christian um, grieving parent Facebook group. Uh, It's called While We're Waiting, and I will have that linked in the show notes. Uh, I highly recommend asking to join that group. Um, It's just, it's it's full of believers. There are other Facebook groups for grief, but I would just be careful joining some of those, especially if they're not a Christian group, because the heaviness that's in those groups is almost palpable because they don't have the hope that we have through Jesus. So I would just be careful um, what you surround yourself with. Like I said, I highly recommend this while we're waiting Facebook group. It's a Christian group that was has been so encouraging even now, almost six years later. Um, the hope that's in that group, um, I think will really be helpful for you. And then there's professional therapy services. Um, I didn't have to go through professional therapy, like from a counselor. Um, but if you feel like that will help you, then please, I beg you, just go seek help out. Um, if you don't feel like you can work through um, the pain and the grief, then that is what they're there for. These counselors are trained to help you, to help you navigate this because it's so hard to just mentally, you know, work through the thoughts and the grief and the pain. So if you feel like you need help, please reach out to someone. If you have a local um, Christian, and again, I would recommend it be a Christian um, grief or a Christian therapist. If you could find a Christian grief therapist, then that's awesome too. Um, you can check with your local church. Um, your pastor probably has someone he can point you to. I also reached out to the Facebook group, the While We're Waiting Facebook group, and got some recommendations um, from some therapists that that these members have been through. And so I will be sure and link all the recommendations that they gave in the show notes. So if you want to uh, start there, you can start there. Or like I said, check with your pastor at your church um, and they should be able to point you somewhere. And I don't want you to feel guilty about having to seek out help outside of yourself because, like I said, losing a child is just, it's on another level. Like, it's so hard to work through everything that you're going through in your mind. It it just changes you. I believe it just, I believe it physically changes you. Like, we'll never be the same again. And so if you need help getting through Uh, the pain, um, please seek out help. That's what it's there for. And then the next thing I want to talk about is give yourself permission to grieve in your own way. There is no right way to grieve. It's not like there's a pamphlet that says, okay, if you grieve this way, do this after you lose your child, then everything will be okay. It, there's not. Everyone processes grief differently. Everyone does different things to help them get through. And it could even look different through different seasons of your life. After we lost Sam, um, probably for the first year, what brought me comfort was going and sitting at his grave. I would bring my 
other kids and we would go sit. I would read stories with them. It was beside a big field. They would go run and play and I would just sit with my baby and that brought me comfort. But after a certain point in my grieving journey, I found that I wasn't going as often. And first I felt guilty. I was like, I should want to go do this. Why Why am I not want to? And then I realized, you know what? That's okay. Like I'm healing to a point where I don't have to go do that. That's not what brings me comfort. And actually at that point, what brought me comfort was being outside in nature when the wind would blow, when the birds would chirp, when the the there's a was like a beautiful sunset in the sky that started bringing healing to my heart that made me feel close to Sam and both of those are okay if you don't ever want to go to the grave if it if you just can't do it then that's okay too there is no right way to grieve and I don't want you to ever think that you're grieving in the quote-unquote wrong way There is no right way. There is no wrong way. There's the way that you have to find that works for you, that helps bring healing to your heart, that gives you peace. I don't want you, like there's well-meaning people that might tell you that's not the right way. You don't need to be doing that. I want you to ignore them because most of the time, the ones that are telling you that haven't had to walk through losing a child It's just different. It's different when you have to, when you have lost a child and are having to walk through that. So I want you to give yourself permission to grieve in the way that you need to grieve and don't feel guilty about doing it a certain way or not doing it a certain way. You do what feels right to you, what feels right in your heart to help you work through the healing that needs to come. And y'all, it's not going to happen overnight. I'm still six years later, there's still healing that's happening in my heart. So you give yourself permission and ignore the people that say you're doing it wrong or you need to be doing it this way. You and the Holy Spirit work through it. You find a way that works for you. And the last thing I want to talk to you about is, and especially in the beginning, the the days and weeks and even months after losing your child. I know you've probably heard focus on one step at a time, right? Don't look too far in the future. But I found after losing Sam, even thinking about one step at a time was too much. Even thinking of that next step was debilitating to me. So what I want you to do is I want you to focus on one breath at a time. One breath. When your mind starts going And thinking about having to live without your baby, I want you to stop and say, no, no, no. One breath. I'm thinking about right now. That's all. Because I'm telling y'all, it's too much. It's too much. You can't, your mind just can't possibly imagine life without your baby. It it will be debilitating to you. So when your mind starts going there, and it will, I want you to stop and say, no, right now. One breath. And then take that breath. And the next breath and bring yourself back to this moment because that's all that you'll be able to work through is just that one breath. I received uh, like a little brochure from the funeral home and they described the process of grief 
um, really well, um, especially now that I'm on the other side. I can see the truth in it. They said when you first lose your child, the pain is sharp. Anytime you have that pain, it's sharp and it takes your breath away. Like when you think of your child, you go, oh, and it's just, it's pain. It's sharp. It's a sharp pain. But as time goes on, the pain doesn't go away. It never will. But the pain when it hits becomes more of a dull pain than a sharp breathtaking pain. So now when I when I miss Sam, it still hurts in my chest and it still is heavy, but it's not as sharp of a pain. And I hope that makes sense. It's not as breathtaking. It still is hard and it's still painful and it still hurts me so much. But time has given me healing. And so when it comes, it's more of a dull pain than a sharp pain. And so I want to encourage you and give you hope that you'll get there. I know it doesn't seem like it right now, but you will keep walking one breath at a time. And then at one point you'll be able to go one step at a time. And then you'll go one day at a time. I know you'll be able to do it partnered with Jesus because he cares so much for you. He loves you so much and he's so good. He's such a good father and it hurts him when you hurt and he wants to take that heaviness off of you. And I know it doesn't feel like your heart will ever be whole again because it's shattered right now into a bazillion pieces. How can, how, how in the world can your heart ever be whole again? And I know that's what you're thinking, but God loves you so much that he will pick every single piece of your shattered heart and he will put it back together with the strength of his love one piece at a time over the next months and years that you have to walk this road. He will never leave you. He loves you so much and he will piece your heart back together and it'll be scarred and it will never be the same but it will be whole again but there is one piece that will never be right because our babies aren't here there is a piece of my heart that will never be healed until I can see Sam again and I won't see him again here so my heart will never be completely 100% better or whole because my Sam's not here And your heart will never be 100% whole because your baby's not here. But he loves you so much. And he will mend your shattered heart one piece at a time through different ways, different experiences, through the sunsets or, or dreams that he gives you. Little kisses from heaven is what I call them. Reminders that your baby is still with you even though they're not here. And every single time you get a kiss from heaven is another piece of your heart that he's putting back together with his love. You will laugh again. You will love again. You will have joy again. But it will all be tinged with sadness. It's a weird feeling to have both, but it's okay to feel both. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to smile. It's okay to have joy and sadness all at the same time. 
I love you so much, friends, and I know how hard this feels, and I know it doesn't feel like you're going to make it, but you will. You will see the other side, and I know this because God is faithful, and he's so good. He loves you so much, and he will never leave you. I love you, friends. Friends, I hope this episode blessed you. The best advice I can give to be able to make it when a storm hits your life is to know who God is before it even starts to rain. I've created a free 31-day scripture calendar that will help you get to know who God is, His character. You can find this calendar plus bonus journaling pages and scripture cards all for free at unlockingjoy.com slash God's character. This will also be linked in the show notes. I pray the foundation of your faith will be strengthened as you journey into the heart of the Father. I'll see you next week. Love you, friend.